This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, you know, despite the weather we fought with all week around Wisconsin, great turnout for day number one of the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo in Wisconsin Dells. We're recapping some of the action for you. Wisconsin corn growers have put together a new organization to encourage young people to take a look at farming for the future. We also had the big Taste of Elegance competition last night. We've got all the results for you. And now there is also good news, we hope, on the horizon. Uh, yesterday, China announced that they are going to begin purchasing U.S. soybeans immediately. So we've got a lot of things to cover this morning, but the weather is still top of mind. So it's improving already. Isn't it amazing what uh, minus 9 feels like compared to minus 27 or something like that? Just an absolute game changer. So for today, we are looking for cloudy skies. 18 are expected highs, so definitely not as cold. Overnight lows tonight down to about 12. For tomorrow, bouncing all the way up to 37, but we do have a chance of precipitation that could make travel kind of tricky tomorrow afternoon into the evening. For Sunday, unbelievable. Breezy and mild 43, 60% chance of rain. So we're going to have to watch that uh, precipitation development, but Stu Muck will walk us through that in about 15 minutes. You stick around. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. We're back up at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells again today, day number two of the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And one of the faces we may see working the crowd and visiting with uh, agribusiness exhibitors, our new Wisconsin Ag Secretary, I guess elect. Uh, Bob, I'm, I know he's got the job, but I guess we've got to be polite about the terms. But Brad Paff, no stranger to Wisconsin agriculture, that's for sure. Absolutely not. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. In fact, Brad Paff didn't grow up too far from here, down in the Melrose-Mindoro area, down in the Black River Falls country where he's still got family farming. But Brad has been an advocate of agriculture through working in various forms of the government. He was past state FSA director, and now as we look at him being the agriculture secretary in Wisconsin, he told me recently that he's really excited to be taking over at DATCAP and serving Wisconsin farmers. Oh, I'm extremely excited the opportunity that's been provided to serve as the secretary of Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Bob, I'll never forget where you come from. You come from the farm. You work very hard. People work very hard on the farm, and we all know one another. We support one another, and we all want each other to succeed. And you can't forget that here in state government. You can't forget that at all. And you come from the farm in the Melrose-Mindoro area, but what inspired you to, to move on 
to public service because you've uh, held different jobs in the public arena. But as we said, this is the crown jewel. What made you want to continue to do this? My family's been farming in northern La Crosse County, quite frankly, since they came to this country from Europe in the mid-1800s. Rural communities, family farmers, small towns, just the rural outlook on life. That's what I was raised with. It's what I believe in. It's the people. My heroes when I was growing up were farmers. Quite frankly, still to this day, my heroes are farmers. I want to serve agriculture. I've always wanted to serve agriculture in one way, shape, or form. And um, I'll do everything I can as Secretary of Agriculture to make sure that the voices of the family farmers back home in western Wisconsin and throughout the state, that they've got a voice, that their concerns are being heard. It's not an easy time right now. Milk prices aren't where we want them to be. Grain commodity prices, we're in the fifth year of pretty low prices. We've got uh, we got to find new markets. We got to keep these markets open. I want to make sure that those farmers back home have someone that they can trust and someone that they feel that uh, will work for their interest uh, in government. May it be at the federal level or at the state level. And Brad, as you get into the position now, one of your early predecessors, Ben Branson, who hasn't been gone that long, he was always looking for new markets, too. He had trade missions, different parts of the world. Is that something on your agenda, and how can you move forward with that right now? Because we need markets right now, but yet we've got some trade barriers that are staring us in the face, including tariffs and unfinished trade deals. And as you said, concern right now is that these commodity prices are at uh, 10-year lows for some of our dairy prices, if not worse. How can you move forward? This is a tough time for you to be taken over. Well, we have local, regional, national, and international markets. And Wisconsin products, quite frankly, feed all of those markets. And we've got opportunities. The consumer palate is continuing to change. And what we've got in this state is we've got such a broad and diverse agriculture. We've got broad and diverse dairy. We have opportunities to, you know, supply, provide large amounts of volume uh, to uh, various processors if they're interested in a particular, um, uh, particular commodity, a cheese commodity. We also have an opportunity to, quite frankly, work with a very specialized um, processor, uh, we have high-quality milk. We have grass-based uh, uh, dairies. We've got organic dairies. Uh, but we also obviously can work very closely with some of the larger, um, the larger processors. We can make sure that, uh, that these companies um, know that they've got a reliable supplier here with Wisconsin. And Brad Paff is our new Secretary of Agriculture with us. Brad, a little bit of the nuts and bolts. First of all, we're working with a new governor, Tony Evers, obviously. First question, what kind of, I guess, give and take have you had with him, and what is his level of knowledge of agriculture and interest in agriculture about the situation that we're facing now with these really low prices? Well, Governor Evers is someone who's no stranger to rural Wisconsin. He was raised in Sheboygan County, graduated from high school, Plymouth High School, um, has uh, got his degrees from the University of Wisconsin at Madison. He spent his entire career here in Wisconsin as an educator. He's been an educator in rural communities, including places like Baraboo, as well as in Toma, Wisconsin. Um, 
He understands rural communities. He understands rural people. He understands the day-to-day life that um, rural families have, uh, the back-and-forth conversations that take place in the coffee shops. He also recognizes how difficult it is to make ends meet. He wants to make sure that we here in the state of Wisconsin, that uh, we're in all four corners of the state, that everybody, regardless of where they may live, quite frankly, regardless of their zip code, that they get an opportunity to participate and have opportunities in order to make this state even better. Uh, it's an honor to work with Governor Evers um, to, to be part of this administration. Governor Evers has been very clear. He's like, Brad, make sure you connect the dots. Make sure you just don't work in silos within your existing department. Make sure, you, you make sure that you know, Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection is working with other departments because these the situations that provide opportunities for all people, we need to make sure that state government departments and the private sector, the University of Wisconsin, the UW system, that we're working together, that we're connecting the dots, we're making sure that we're providing opportunities uh, for people, rural people, suburban, as well as in the urban areas. And here at DACAP, we have a tremendous opportunity to do that because, quite frankly, um, at DACAP, it's not just when it comes to agriculture entrepreneurialism and agriculture development, but also, I mean, we have food safety, we have animal health, we also have um, consumer protection. And uh, as I've talked about in the past, every, every individual in this state, all 5.7 million people are impacted by DACAP every single day from the food that's on their plate to the pet that they have um, in their house or, quite frankly, the livestock that they're caring for on their farm to when they go to the deli and, and uh, purchase um, potato salad or ham salad, Dad Cat plays a role in that. And if they fill their car up with gas, it's weights and measures, and that's consumer protection, and that's a dad cap. We have a lot to do here within Dad Cap, but there's other opportunities that we have working across um, interdepartmental uh, with other departments within the um, state of Wisconsin. We have to take a look at what we can do to provide capital out in the countryside for our farmers. we got to figure out what we're going to do for rural health care. We have to make sure that child care, that people in rural areas have an opportunity not only to get a job at the local in their local region, but also if they do, once they do, that we've got child care and other amenities that are available in those rural areas so we can grow and we can expand opportunities. Broadband, uh, providing, putting energy on the farm, creating more energy opportunities on the farm. These are interdepartmental, uh, these are cross-departmental opportunities that, that we have. And, um, you know, the governor has been very clear, connect the dots, bring the government um, bring every tool available to try and provide new opportunities. When do you think the governor, Brad, is going to give you a budget? And uh, have you had any expectation about what kind of budget numbers you might have at the department based on, on past years? Well, right now, right now we're in the process of putting together um, some various proposals for a budget. Um, what we, um, you know, previous Secretary uh, uh, Sheila Harsdorf and, her, and the team here at the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection put together uh, a preliminary uh, 
uh, budget. We're building off of that right now. We're taking a look at some of the uh, some of the you know upfront challenges that we have or up upfront opportunities that um, you know that can be provided. Um, so it is expected within the next few weeks, probably in early March, the uh, governor will uh, do his budget address to the legislature, and then we'll have uh, an opportunity to talk much more about what um, what is in the governor's uh, budget and how that can uh, assist. Um, you know, rural Wisconsin. No question about it. You're coming in at some challenging time, but uh, we know and expect you will do a great job as secretary. Again, Brad, uh, good luck in your position as uh, secretary of the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for everything. You bet. Brad Paff joining us. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. You live the way you want to live, but do you live where you want to live? Chris from Right on Target Real Estate. With interest rates where they are, you could own for less than what you're paying for rent. We have a system in place whenever a matching house in the neighborhood of your choice comes on the market, it notifies you so you don't miss out on the best deals when they hit the market. Ask about our recent college graduate incentives. Right on Target Real Estate is really, really confident they can find you a home at an affordable price. Visit rightontargetrealestate.com. Would it be crazy if you packed your bags and left? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. I-39 Supply, your weekend warrior warehouse. I-39 Supply's word of the day, mushroom. Man, you look in that snowmobile trailer? So mushroom. Trailers and more, five miles south of Portage, I-39supply.com. On the job till the cows come home. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, here we are, 520 on a refreshing start to a Friday morning. Why do I say that? Because you can breathe. Yes, it may still be a little cool out there, but man, what an improvement. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. And I, I could see it on the faces of some of the folks that were at the Corn Soy Expo yesterday. Now, granted, when we started out yesterday morning, it was still miserable. I pretty much left my truck run out in the back 40 parking lot. But by the time I left, you could see there were some folks that walked outside to get to their hotel room or out to their truck. And a couple steps out, they, they kind of got this look on their face like, ah, it's passing. And this morning, even more of that affirming those feelings. 
Yeah, so it's like somebody shut the freezer door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the cold air isn't quite oozing out. Record nighttime lows reported, you know, a night ago, 24 hours ago. 26 below was a record we set at Madison. 33 below a record set at La Crosse. Far and away, away from that today. In fact, right now, 34 degrees warmer than that record low. So the more mild air has begun to build on in. It's a warm front extending through the Dakotas down to Missouri. There's been a little light snow slipped up through southern parts of Illinois, Indiana, northern Indiana, far southeast Wisconsin as well. You may have seen a flurry or there may be one yet for a time this morning. Not a real great threat, but there could be a few snowflakes. Otherwise, today our temperatures stand a much better chance to be above zero and double digits above zero, but that warm front's going to be nearby. A bit of a snow chance later tonight or just into early Saturday. A little later Saturday with that warm front trying to push north into Wisconsin, we may run into drizzle or freezing drizzle and more liquid kind of freezing messy precipitation Saturday night on into Sunday because those temperatures head to way above normal as that warm front moves in and a weak low slides right over northern Wisconsin wrapping up the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Listen, I want you to stop for a minute and think back 10 years. Did you have a cell phone? What'd the cell phone look like? What could it do? Did you have a computer? The reason I'm pointing this out is look how fast technology changes. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here to tell you the story of the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine and its clinic. They are on the cutting edge research and use state-of-the-art technology. But guess what? You're working with a horse, a cow, a dog, a cat, the x-ray equipment, The CAT scan equipment, it takes up space. So in order for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine to continue to be a world-class research and treatment facility, they need more space. Find out more about the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, how it's saving lives and serving Wisconsin, and how you can get involved. Go to AnimalsNeedHeroes2.com. Again, AnimalsNeedHeroes2.com. You won't regret it. Alrighty, Stu. I'm not going to regret this forecast, I don't think, unless I'm worried about water come uh, this weekend. Yeah, and that's going to be our big concern to watch out for, especially uh, as we head into Sunday. Maybe a flurry, a brief snow shower for a time today. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, and it starts to warm. We head to the upper teens. Lacrosse may see a 20, and winds will become more southerly about 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy overnight. Temperatures rise through the night into the mid-20s. I'm thinking around 25 for a lot of us. South winds 8 to 18. But then tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Some afternoon fog, drizzle, a little patchy freezing drizzle could pop up even in the morning in the west. Temperatures, though, mid and upper 30s tomorrow with the southwest winds at 5 to 10. But Sunday's a whole different cat. Rain, freezing rain early, more likely some rain in the day with some fog, cloudy skies, and low 40s, upper 30s and low 40s. But wet, Pam, and that means ice melting and slop and slippery conditions and uh, keep ventilation in mind. Yeah, that's what we were talking about yesterday. Anybody with livestock, you're going from trying to box them up, close them up so that they don't feel that wind chill, and now you got to be careful, open it up a little bit so we don't end up with nothing but pneumonia next week. Yep, keep the air moving. Yep. All right, buddy, have a good weekend. Uh, Take a break. 
Oh, we're going to try it. We'll see you on Monday. Okay. Stu Mock, our ag meteorologist with those weather details. And like I said, it's definitely an improvement compared to earlier this week. Lacrosse, you're cloudy, one above. Mauston, cloudy, minus two. Madison at the airport, cloudy and minus two. Fond du Lac, cloudy, minus six. Oshkosh, cloudy and minus six. Notice how tone of voice, still not making that sound too bad. It's 525. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. What does a diamond mean? Have you ever thought about it? I'm Monica Kessler of Kessler's Diamonds. Why would a person choose to give another person a diamond? What does a diamond mean? That question is very important to me because my job is to locate the very best diamonds. Diamonds that twinkle like stars on a clear winter night. Diamonds that glitter with brightness that shines from within. Diamonds that broadcast a message wherever they go. Diamonds mean love that's it simply love do you have 140 dollars the simply love diamond pendant is a diamond mounted inside of a circle at the end of an adjustable chain and that diamond is a kessler 81 of course the most magical diamond on earth the simply love pendant comes in larger sizes too give one to the woman you love for valentine's day we promise you'll know what it means find the kessler's diamonds nearest you at kesslersdiamonds.com Hi, Mark Ganser here. Ganser has the answer. Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry Infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl. Mark, you mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers? Yes, Stacy. vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over time. Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at gansercompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser. The only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now. Or step into a beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams. Ganser, that's the answer. How I look and how I feel now, I definitely have the confidence that I had before I had children with what I wear, swimsuits, I can be on the beach in a two-piece and not have to worry about flabby skin. 
everywhere and just, you know, looking ridiculous in a bikini. Experience does matter, especially when it comes to surgical body recontouring. Dr. Thomas Bartel focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. It's all he does. I think I look amazing for having two children, and though, I mean, it, it was some work done, but I don't regret any of it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would definitely recommend Dr. Bartel. Call Dr. Thomas Bartel to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartel.com. I couldn't be more happier that I have a teenage stomach again. (laughs) You count on the serenity, the peace and quiet when you have the house all to yourself. Then the contentment is interrupted by the sound of bloop, bloop. You never hear it when everyone else is home. But the solitude of just you and you alone has your kitchen faucet wanting to carry on a serious blooping conversation. It's something Benjamin Plumbing service techs fix all the time. The majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Bloop, blooping, leaky faucet. Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed... We mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Jeff Janis, who was on a podcast, you know, critical of Aaron Rodgers and the body language and the demeanor and his interaction with players. And I'm, you look at this one of two ways. You say disgruntled employee, you know, guy who didn't, really perform here and, you know, taking pot shots on the way out the door, kind of like Winston Moss, kind of like Greg Jennings, or the flip side of, look, even though he didn't have a great career, he was still in the locker room, still in the huddle, still on the practice field for three years. You trust what he's going to say. What side of this do you come in on as far as putting stock in the Janice comments? Yeah, no, I I totally put full stock in what Janice had to say there. And, And Joe, I've got a story up. I put it up last night at Forbes. Uh, dot com as well. Just several ex-Packers questioning whether this Rogers Lafleur marriage is going to work. Jermichael Finley, Greg Jennings, Kabir, guys like that. Um, you know, who, who said largely the same thing. Um, they question whether Rogers really, at this stage of his career, is coachable. And and people go at you then, Joe, on Twitter. And I'm always amazed by this because, I mean, for the most part, they have on such thick. Uh, green and gold Packer blinders that they, they just they don't want to hear any of this. And, I mean, if that's the case, then I guess just go to Packers.com every single day and, and read the PR fluff spin on things rather than uh, getting it from journalists who want to tell both sides of the story. Um, and, and Joe, I mean, think about it, Joel, for a second. Um, everybody is quick then to dismiss guys like Jeff Janis, guys like Greg Jennings, guys like Jermichael Finley, um, who they say want to take shots on their way out the door. Well, Joe, I mean, you, you tell me what's going to happen to that player if they go on the record and rip the quarterback while they're part of the franchise right now, right? Um, you know, he's the highest-paid player in the league, Joe. I mean, in, in essence, he, he won the power struggle with, with Mike McCarthy, uh, and, and a lot of the undermining he did there with McCarthy was a big reason, I think, at the end that things went south and sour and failed for McCarthy. Um Joe, I mean, I just I think people are so quick to discredit a source based on 
Um, if he's in the building or not right now, or they're looking for ulterior motives and they just don't want to hear, you know, anything negative about their, their hero, superhero worship quarterback. And, uh, you know, this guy that they worship every single Sunday and, and Joe, I, th- I think the criticism, I think, I think it's all legitimate. I think it's all fair. Um, and I just, I, like in any line of work, Joe, um, a person is, is just far more, um, I, I guess, willing to talk about uh, what happened and, and and put things on the record once they're gone from a company or a corporation, obviously, then, then they're willing to do that when, when they're inside the corporation. And, and Joe, I think people are just really short-sighted if, if they choose to dismiss all that information as, as being sour grapes or something like that. Joe, I take a guy like Jermichael Finley, for example, who ripped Rodgers a handful of times when he was part of the Packer organization, and he just got lambasted for it. Um, he was one of the few guys to have the guts and the courage to go on the record and, and talk about it back then. I've had a lot of players, Joe, through the years tell me things about Rodgers, and it's off the record, and obviously you understand why they do it that way. Finley had the kahunas to go on the record and do it, Joe, and, and he's still doing it to this day. He's telling people you know, at, le- at least what he believes the truth to be, and, and it doesn't always shine the quarterback in a particularly nice light, Joe. And, and for the most part, again, people just don't want to hear that. Uh, visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reichel. You know, if there is a flip side, it would be, Robbie, you know, guys that have had success, you know, the Jordy Nelsons and the Donald Drivers of the world, you've never heard anything. And the one that really, to me, would be the interesting talking point is James Jones, because here's a guy who works in the NFL Network. He's kind of an information guy. I mean, I would think if he had dirt, either he would spill it to get airtime or the NFL Network with all this going on, I would say, hey, what's the skinny on Aaron Rodgers? What does that say that, you know, a, a Jordy Nelson, a, a James Jones, a TJ Lang, a Josh Sitton, a, a, a James Jones, some of these guys that have had successful careers, you've never heard any of that? Well, I mean, don't put Driver in that category, Joe. You remember in the Gunslinger book, he took a couple shots at uh, at Rodgers himself, and he caught a lot of heat for it. And, and, and Joe, a lot of these guys, uh, their motives are, are strictly personal. I mean, a lot of their... A lot of their uh, decisions, whether to, to talk or put things on the record, are, are very calculated. I mean, a guy like Driver, for example, Joe, understands the big picture. He wants to stay part of the Packer family. He wants to be part of the Packer organization long term. Um, he wants to go out and do signings and, and have the Packers back him on that kind of stuff. So it certainly makes sense for a guy like Driver to stay in the Packers' good graces. And- this is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 5.35 now on a finally Friday morning. What can I share with you this morning? Well, in Wisconsin on this date back in 1875, the first German kindergarten opened in Milwaukee. On this date back in 1950, Curly Lambeau resigned as head coach of the Green Bay Packers, accepted the same position with the Chicago Cardinals back on this date, 1950. Also, unfortunately, on this date, we have to remember back in 2003, the space shuttle Columbia disintegrated on its way back to Earth. All seven astronauts killed in that disaster. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. But fortunately, I've got 
some good news, I think, for a lot of Wisconsin farmers this morning. First of all, for all of us, the weather is improving, and that is a big relief for farmers, non-farm folk alike. Yesterday, we finally got some traction with China on the trade barriers. The U.S. and China announcing that they're going to begin purchasing U.S. soybeans immediately. So we're going to be talking about that. And, of course, last evening was the Taste of Elegance up at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Capped off a great first day of activities with the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, which continues through today back at the same location. I'll be your MC for the great lunch speaker that we've got today. Last night, our own Jenna Preston was busy at the Taste of Elegance and brings us results from the judging. It was the chef from Johnny's Italian Steakhouse in Sun Prairie that captured the judges' vote during the 2019 Wisconsin Taste of Elegance. And I'm joined by the winning chef, Joe Schneider, from Johnny's Italian Steakhouse. What did you make for this contest? I made a pork cheek confit with an edamame uh, polenta deep-fried cake with a little bit of scallop and oyster mushrooms. Where did you come up with that unique entree? Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, I entered in last year, and I won best use of soy. So I took that same recipe and uh, just deep fried it to try to get the the soy win again. And last year there was a, and this year as well, there was a lot of pork belly, a very common uh, buzz food, and see a lot of chefs using it. I did a little bit of that last year, so I wanted to be a little bit more creative. So I went for this next, the second pork belly, which is a cheek, which has plenty of fat and all the good stuff, and uh, went with that and made something happen. What unique ingredients did you use to really bring it all together and get all those flavors out? I feel the ingredients I use are pretty classic. I mean, everything from edamame to uh, polenta to pork cheeks are pretty classic things, so I didn't use any really out-of-the-box ingredients but i think the execution where i sous vide it for 72 hours and then uh confit it in a juniper berry butter um for a few more seconds at the end uh, is really what tied it together chef jeff from fox valley technical college gave a little bit of insight on what the judges had to look for well I, actually um I, i've been judging this contest for a while now and uh the chefs that were with me tonight uh, did a fantastic job and we actually the, the from top to bottom it was really tight you know what i mean that it, it gets tough but when it came down to finding the winner the winner actually stood out a little bit more than everybody else this year uh, what is something in a culinary competition like this to really stick out the judges well you know i mean everybody has the same um, platform to start from it's you know it's taste presentation originality and then it's what they do with it you know as chefs what we're looking for is did they apply appropriate cooking techniques did they do the things correctly to end up with a finished product that turned out the way it should turn out and you know the finalists this year these guys know how to cook and it was just really really impressive what is so exciting about judging this contest 
Well, you know, the pork industry has changed. The food service industry has changed. Uh, the animals are changing as the, the different uh, husbandry and, and genetics. And, you know, so taking a wonderful product like pork, and in this case, we also judge soy, and to turn it into something wonderful, you know, it's it's just, it's neat. It's it's great to see these uh, chefs experimenting and doing different things and, and taking it forward. And because who's the winner? The customer. From the taste of elegance at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, I'm Jenna Preston. At Compere Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring. So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better. That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and protect their investment with crop insurance coverage. Contact your local Compere Financial crop insurance specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compere.com. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. So you think you're ready for Wisconsin weather. Well, let me remind you, Madison averages 43 inches of snow per year and 35 inches of rain. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. Boy, is that convenient when it comes to Wisconsin weather and making sure that your ride is safe. Now, remember, McFarland's takes care of all of your rides, whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, farm tractors, but it doesn't stop there. Bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, and RTVs. Listen, if you're depending on your ride and those tires, you should depend on McFarland's. And as always, service all under one roof in the auto and tire shop. Stop on by today and make sure your ride's safe for Wisconsin roadways. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Okay, so the big news yesterday was in Washington, D.C. That's where we learn that the vice premier of China announced that they are going to be immediately ramping up U.S. soybean purchases, buying at least 5 million ton per day. So that was the news at the White House after two days of negotiations between the United States and China. Now, uh, how they're going to do it, That was not announced, and there's already rumors swirling that the vice premier, who used an interpreter, actually misspoke when he said per day, but the markets are trading up in overnight activity. Right now in Chicago, our December new crop corn up a penny and a half at 401 and a half. November new crop beans right now also trading up six and a quarter cents at 961 and three quarters. The July new crop wheat's up a penny and a half at 528 and a half. Barrel cheese was unchanged yesterday. 40 pound block cheese up two and a quarter at 149 and a quarter. Double A butter down a quarter of a cent at 229 a pound. Federal government's just now starting to release the backlog on some of the reports we'd been looking for, including milk prices from back in November. In Wisconsin, our November milk price was sixteen ninety a hundredweight, seventy cents less than what you were paid in October. Works out to be about a buck forty-five a gallon at the farm gate. Uh, that is two dollars and twenty cents less than you were paid for the same milk last November. It's also ten cents less than the all U.S. milk price. And New Mexico, believe it or not, had the lowest milk price in November at fifteen thirty a hundredweight. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help identifying an armed robbery suspect. On January 24th at 7 p.m., a gas station attendant with several decades of martial arts training got behind an armed robber and grabbed him across his forehead and chest and dragged him out of the Sitco at 3401 Milwaukee Street. Moments earlier, the masked gunman had demanded money. The clerk turned him down. That's when he went to the register and grabbed some cash. The clerk kicked into action and put her martial arts skills to work. Although dismissed from the store, the robber still got away with some bills as he fled on foot. The clerk returned to her post and immediately called 911. The robbery suspect is described as a black male, 5 foot 8 to 5 foot 10, thin build, late teens to early 20s, wearing a black hoodie under a brown Carhartt jacket, black ski mask, dark pants, and black boots. If you have any information regarding this armed robbery suspect, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Chicken, sheep, and cows, oh my. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. You know, and we've been taking care of all of them this week through those bitterly cold temperatures. Uh, Man, it really took a toll on a lot of Wisconsin farm families and farm equipment this week, all that below zero weather. Now we're looking forward to better weather this weekend, but it's not going to change some of the problems that a lot of our Wisconsin farm families are facing. And as we go towards 6 o'clock, one of the very popular breakout sessions yesterday at the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo featured uh, Jeff Ditzenberger. Jeff's a farmer from down by Argyle, and he is one that has come forward to help people understand what it's like to be in rural Wisconsin, to be involved in Wisconsin agriculture and suffer with depression. He went through it. Now it's been years ago, but the story still relates very well. We sat down and talked yesterday and he said since uh, Wisconsin's farm economy has continued to struggle, the conversation between farmers, between farmers and their suppliers, between farmers, their neighbors and their community has gotten better and he feels good about that, but he also says there's still work to be done. It's a lot more open than what it was before, Pam. You know, we talk about the stigma of mental health and, and suicide awareness and, and the stigma that's out there. And people are ready, are really starting to actually start to have that conversation where you can ask if they're okay. And you can say, you know, if you're not okay, how to, how to deal with it. And, and it's the, the response is phenomenal. I, I never saw this thing getting as big as it, it as it has um, to where I'm even even considered a trainer where I'm going and talking to uh, people that are in agricultural support roles and telling them what to look for in their clients and in their farmers and stuff like that. Um, it's and it's good. I mean, it's nowhere near where I think it needs to be, but at least it's finally started. 
Let's talk about that because we, you and I have talked previously, focusing in on the family and the, the, you know, the grassroots, the farmers that are really being impacted. But let's talk to those agribusiness people. You know, the, a farmer sees uh, the milk truck and the UPS guy and, uh, you know, the feed salesman, the seed salesman, probably more than they may see some family members sometimes. <laughs> what do you ask those agribusiness providers, those service providers that are out there, to pay attention to. They're hearing conversations. They may just not not be listening with the right set of ears. Uh, the same thing I'd say in a training uh, session, you know, watch for their moods. If it's one of your farmers that's usually pretty upbeat and, you know, always has the, the proverbial rose-colored glasses on and they're pretty down in the dumps, uh, listen to that. Or if they uh, just, their, their demeanor of, oh, I can't do this anymore, or I wish I wasn't here, or I don't know what I would do if I wasn't farming. I mean, that's a, that's a big one. I hear that actually quite a bit too. And they feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. If they're not farming, they don't think they have a purpose. And, and I get that. Um, I was telling the story about how I was talking to a, a group and I said, if you're an insurance person and one of your clients comes in and starts talking to you about, you know, maybe upping their life insurance or checking if there's clauses and that kind of stuff, that might be, and it's a difficult conversation, but it's a conversation that needs to happen. Um, and don't be afraid to ask them if they're okay. And if they tell you they're not, just be that, that set of ears or try to help them out to get some help, uh, whether it's professionally or, or, or whatever, but don't just leave it, leave it hanging and so that the next conversation that you have is, is with their family after they're gone. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Uh, you don't want to be the last person that saw them. Uh, and you you let that hang. So how are you finding resources, Jeff? Are there ample? We got a lot of toll-free numbers and things like that. But you also said there's some stigma even with using those toll-free numbers that are designed for help, suicide helplines. Or You said that some people have some strange perceptions about that. I actually had someone who I talked to about that, and I said, why didn't you call the suicide hotline? And he's like, well, I don't want the men with the white hug-me coats to come get me. And that's not what they're designed for. They're designed there to listen, that you can talk to someone completely anonymous and you can tell them that, that you know, you're having a bad day. And you and I talk about this all the time, Pam. It's not a bad life. It's just a bad day. Find that person you need to talk to. Uh, and and they're, they're willing to listen. This is what they do. This is, this is that, quick, that quick turnaround time where you can just vent to someone. Because you know what? Right now, the family structure within agriculture, they're all having the same challenges. The mom and dad and the brothers and sisters and the grandparents and the kids and everybody are all having the same challenges. So the conversation is the same, but there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You need to talk to someone outside of that tunnel so that you can see that light. Yeah, no, I always like to tie it back to your uh, organization that's up and coming, TUGS, because it's a great uh, uh, you know, revelation. It's a great comparison. Tell me how you came up with tugs and why you think it represents literally uh, what a lot of people are going through. Well, the way it came up is I had to give a speech at uh, Dane County Safe Communities for Guys Night Out, which was men talking about their feelings, which we laugh about. Every time that I give this uh, speech, I always tell the guys, say the word feelings. And if there's women in the group, I say, say the same thing. And the women always are way louder than the guys are. But, um, I didn't really know what I was going to say, and I started to introduce myself and started talking about my Navy career, and suddenly it hit me. We, I was on the second largest displacement ship in the Navy, and to get back into port, we always had to call a tugboat to push us into port and make sure we got home safe, or if we were going down a real narrow passageway or treacherous waters, we would call this tugboat, and you couldn't see him, but he, you called him, and you could hear his little whistle toot, and he'd get you where you got where you had to go, and life's kind of the same way. 
You know, farmers are a tough, proud folk, and they don't want to talk about their problems, but they're a big ship that needs a little ship too. So basically, Tugs is talking, understanding, growing, and supporting, and that's what it is. It's that friend. It's that person that you meet at one of my meetings or you meet in life that is non-judgmental that is going to say to you yeah you are having a rough day let me let me let me let me give you a high five or let me take you out for coffee or let's go golf or let's do anything to take your mind off of it for a minute and you know what even my own tug sometimes he'll tell me you know what this isn't as bad as you think it is you know let's let's reevaluate this and you can be the toughest guy in the world but you're still going to have challenges out there, and you need to have that. You need to have that little tug to talk to. Right. Uh, let's uh, figure out how we can uh, find that tug. One of the things you point out, Jeff, is don't go past an opportunity to thank somebody. Um, you know, you were saying about your non-farm neighbors, folks that are, live in rural communities. You may not even know the person you're living next door to that farms. But uh, a, you know, a dozen cookies just come on by and say, "Hey, really, really glad that you're here." I like you as a neighbor. Just little things like that can make a profound impact on people. You know, and it's not just our neighbors, Pam. I mean, I, the other day, I, after all the snow that we had and stuff, I called the local county shop and I called the city uh, snow removal departments and I thanked them. I, I called the head honchos and I said, look, you need to tell your people they did a great job because we hear enough negativity throughout the, throughout the day and throughout the weeks and stuff. So, you know, um, but even with your neighbors across the fence, uh, instead of, you know, oh, why do they have to be hauling manure at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday? Make a little pie or make some cookies or whatever and go over and say, you know what, hey, thanks for producing the food and fiber that I put on my table and thanks for feeding the people that you do and thanks for, you know, putting forward the effort that you put every day so that America eats. Well, or we, we understand you're probably under a lot of stress. Uh, you know, you're valuable to us. Exactly. And you know what? Maybe ask if you can help out. Uh, you know, there's things you can do. I mean, push a broom or maybe, you know, help the, help the, the, the calf feeder feed some calves. And, and the other thing is, is that you might perform, you might, um, form a new friendship. You might learn something about agriculture. You might learn something more about where your food comes from. And at the end of the day, everybody has a good day. Yeah, and that's uh, really the driving point, Jeff. You always want people, no matter where they're from, it's uh, a bad day, not a bad life. Exactly. I tell everybody the same things, and it gets, needs to be reiterated, reiterated. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to tell people that you're not okay. And it's not a bad life. It's just a bad day. His name is Jeff Ditzenberger. He is a farmer from Argyle, a farmer, a former military service person, and now a spokesperson trying to help people talk more about the challenges of depression and farm suicide at this time of the year in this kind of economy and keeping the conversation going. Now, Jeff is working on an up-and-coming website for his group, Tugs, Talking, Understanding, Growing, and Supporting. But uh, as of right now, you can best reach him through uh, Facebook. Look for Jeff Ditzenberger and uh, give him a friend request. Or his phone number is 608 608- Two one four ninety one thirty seven. I'm sure you wouldn't mind me giving you that. Six zero eight two one four ninety one 